hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Right, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and doing all those things. Uh, you know, our numbers are getting a little bit better every day, and uh, we definitely appreciate that. So, if you're brand new to the show, if this one has captured your attention somehow, and you haven't done those things, please do it. But most importantly, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make a difference. So, I brought a really tough topic to you today. I'm going to say something that is probably going to be very controversial if you don't listen to the rest of my program. But if you listen, you will understand exactly what I mean, but not only what I mean, but how it's true. Something I'm going to say is true. All right, you ready? It's a racial win. For Claudine Gay to resign. I know that's super controversial. But I'm going to prove to you why. I will show you the reasons why. All right, so hang tight. If you're not watching on Rumble or YouTube, you might want to today. Because I'm going to show you some clips, uh, some articles, some information is going to come your way that hopefully everything goes smooth with my electronical stuff and, and you get the benefit of seeing the proof as to why Claudine Gay's resignation is a win for racial equity. It's a victory, not for white people, not for black people or Asian people, for all people. It's a win. And I'm going to show you why. All right. So let's start with giving you a little bit of background. You, you deserve to have some background on what's going on, just in case you haven't been paying attention or just in case the information that you're getting is tainted. Okay. Not saying that I get everything perfect. I know that I don't. But I'm going to give you some really clear, factual information so that you have it when you're talking to your friends or uh, when you're thinking about this situation. Number one, uh, you know my rule. If you've been following me for any length of time, is don't suck at your job. So let's outline how Claudine Gay sucked at her job. It doesn't mean I hate her as a person. I did nothing to do with her personhood. To do with her employment, absolutely, she sucked at her job. And I'll show you why that's the case, okay? So wa watch this, this video um, that I'm, I'm in the middle of pulling up for you, if my computer will let me do it. Okay, this video, the next few seconds, I want you to really pay attention because I'm going to show you how she has inconsistent application of rules. And if you're the president of a university and you have inconsistent application of rules, well, frankly, you suck at your job. Okay? No hate to Claudine Gay, but she sucked at her job. 
All right. So watch this and, uh, and, and then I will, uh, I will go ahead and prove it to you. All right. You ready? Again, anti-Semitism has no place at Harvard. When we recruit faculty, we do so with the understanding that they are joining a community where we, we honor, celebrate, and nurture open discourse, both on the campus and in the classroom. And to be a successful teacher and educator at Harvard requires the ability to draw out all of the viewpoints and voices in your classroom irrespective of one's political views. Okay. Now I, I can go on. This was, this was live testimony and uh, I could go on and on with that, but here's the deal. She's specifically highlighting that we honor open discord. That, that was her quote, honor open discourse. And the question then is, if we're looking at inconsistent application of rules or consistent application of rules, does she actually do that? Do the employees of Harvard actually do that? And so anecdotally, Harvard, by the way, was ranked, ranked 248th out of 248 in terms of free speech on the campus, which means they're dead last in in terms of the way uh, the, there was this assessment tool, I think it was called Fire. I, I I didn't bring that particular receipt for you. I apologize, but I'm, I I know it's easy to find. But they were ranked dead last in in free speech on campus. What I'm going to show you next is uh, is evidence as to the inconsistent application. So for those of you who are following along, this goes to a, uh, um, uh, well, actually what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pause for a second and I'm gonna show you. I, I went to USA Today and found an article that summarized some things really, really well. And I wanna point out before I go into that article, which I'm about to do, that according to the media bias fact check, which is, Pretty decent. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty decent at talking about left-right bias. So when I'm looking at cultural context as a counselor, I love having information that tells me, okay, is this bias? And if so, where is it biased? Like how far does it lean one way or another? And so I use this site. It's, it's a little bit off in my opinion, but they have a really consistent application. So it's still a very useful tool. And you can see that USA Today, bias and credibility is left, nearly left center. Now, why do I show that to you? Because this article I'm about to show you from uh, USA Today, which remember is a left center uh, article because that's, that's where they lean. Uh, it talks about, uh, this, this is a very small section, so I'm going to just read it from USA Today. Students at Harvard undergo training that fat phobia and cis-heterosexism are violence. Okay. Using someone's wrong pronouns is abuse. Meaning, if these things happen, there are consequences to the students and the staff for doing this. Any words lowering a person's self-worth are abusive. Speakers are uh, disinvited, 
meaning they are told not to come for having the wrong opinions on gender issues or other topics. That is based on some factual stuff. There have been some people that have uh, attempted to, uh, to, to go to Harvard and be a speaker, and they were essentially turned away. Um, you know, there was, there were different reasons as to why they were like, oh, it's a safety issue. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. But at, in the end of, at the end of the day, there wasn't protected speech. Conservative students are denied admission for offensive social media posts. This is a left leaning USA Today article. And the kicker of it all, this is why I used this particular article. But if you scream into five, or act in a threatening manner toward Jewish students, it's totally fine. What that means, for those of you who are, uh, are uh, really paying attention here, what that means is we have inconsistent application of rules, and Claudine Gay is the president. So ultimately, the buck stops there with her. And that inconsistent application is a big deal, folks. That uh, Look, I, I know mistakes will happen. Uh, people will get some things wrong. I, I believe in forgiveness. I mean, I'm a counselor, people. I believe in forgiveness. But when you're the president of the university, there isn't as much room for mistakes like this. And that has to be taken into account. If Claudine Gay was not the president of the university, if she was an employee of the university, then there's more room for her to make mistakes like this. Not saying that it's it's great to do it, but there's more room because the, the there's certain roles in this world. You know, with with politics, the president of the United States, the president of a university. If you are running a program, I've run programs in the past. Uh, you know, uh, crisis treatment centers and and stuff like that. I'm a business owner right now. And there's certain things that are, that we just got to get right. We just have to suck a little less at our job or there will be true accountability or there ought to be true accountability, which by the way, that's a hint as to why this is good for racial equity that she's she's resigning is good for racial equity in the big picture. Okay, number two on my list of don't suck at your job is plagiarism. So many of you are aware that there has been allegations of plagiarism, but allegations don't necessarily mean facts. So I am going to help you because I am going to show you some facts, okay? Uh, give me a second. That's the wrong one. Okay, got it. All right. There was an article uh, put out by the Free Beacon, but here's the thing. In this particular situation, I don't care about the source because they're, they're comparing straight language with straight language. It is, they literally plucked one and plucked another and put them side by side. And so I'm going to, for those of you who are are, are following on uh, Rumble, YouTube, and that kind of stuff, you are going to be seeing this right now. 
David Cannon wrote uh, it wrote an article published in 1992. Well, Claudine Gay basically plagiarized it, basically meaning if you're watching, you can read it right here on the screen. Not only that, beyond that, the first two footnotes are copied verbatim from Canon's endnotes, which is plagiarism. Now, here's the dumbest thing of them all, folks. You can do this if you cite the source. There would be no plagiarism. All she had to do was cite the source. That's it. And this would not be plagiarism. So, what does that mean? It means, factually, at least in this situation, she plagiarized. Well, unfortunately, there's some, at this point, some 50-plus examples of her plagiarizing. Gary King, she plagiarized. Franklin Gilliam, she plagiarized. Played more than once. Uh, and, and so on. And, and here's the thing. There's more evidence coming out every day that she is plagiarizing. And that is a problem. So, when it comes to plagiarism, it is absolutely unacceptable for the president of Harvard to have any plagiarism. Any. Look, if you had one or two quotes uh, over, look, not only that, but she's only written like 17 articles. And as of right now, it appears that she's plagiarized in at least five of them. That's unacceptable. That's nearly one third of her articles have plagiarism in them. And as a president of a university, your standard has to be high. Now, if you cut and paste something, modern day, cut and paste something from some from some article, and you forget the note, it's okay to go back later and put the note in before you go to you go to print. Go good, do that. Double check your work. Have others double check your work. Mistakes can happen. You can cut something and paste it and then get there and go, was that mine? Oh, don't remember. I should have put a note in there right away. Which, by the way, most people who are doing articles and stuff like that, uh, doing any kind of writing, really, when they are copying something of somebody else's, they usually pluck it, put it in, and then immediately put a footnote saying, you know, the, the article information so that they can remember. Now, even if they don't do that, if you put a parenthesis and you put a question, 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 and later on you come back and you're like, what was that? At least you've drawn your attention to it. And most people these days do that kind of a thing. Not only that, but there's plagiarism detectors now. You could put this into, and, and I know that that probably wasn't the case when a lot of her stuff was printed, um, which is probably why she thought she could get away with it because she knew better, frankly. I mean, Harvard is, is uh, 
a primarily known as a law school. I mean, it has other other schools, of course, but <laughs> she knew this 100%. She had to know this. And if she didn't, well, frankly, she sucks at her job as a student, as a professor, as a, all the other positions that she has held. And plagiarism isn't acceptable. So that's number two. Number three, her testimony. Her testimony at the uh, um, uh, Congress. Her, my apologies. Her testimony at Congress was uh, absolutely um, just awful, 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 awful. There's no way around it. It was awful. And I'm going to show you a part of her testimony uh, where she would not denounce hate. She would not do it. Uh, she tried to walk this tightrope, but this was one of those things where it wasn't actually a tightrope. She was trying to walk a tightrope, but she was on a, 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 a highway. <laughs> there was so much room for her to go. She just had to go. But she tried to walk a tightrope. And as the president of a major university, this was a massive mistake. Can you say yes to that question? of does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules on bullying and harassment? Calling for the genocide of Jews is anti-Semitic. So yes. And that is anti-Semitic speech. And as I have said, and it's when a speech yes. crosses into conduct. And it's a yes, I've asked the when witnesses. Speech constant, when speech crosses into conduct, we take action. So is that a yes? Is that a yes? The witness hasn't answered. Madam Chair, is that a yes? You cannot answer the question. Crosses I'm, into conduct. I'm sorry. We take action. I'm when speech crosses into conduct, we take action. Huh. Folks, what does that mean? That means that she did not want to answer the question directly. And frankly, as a president of a major university, that was an easy question. An easy question. Like, stupid easy question. And frankly, she couldn't do it because she sucks at her job. Now, remember what I said earlier. I have no hate for Claudine Gay. I just don't like her in the role of the Harvard president because it's a terrible representation of higher education. Or maybe it's a good representation of what higher education has become. Either way, I don't like it. For me, I got a, a, an advanced degree from a university. If my university were to be talking like this, I straight up would be writing them a letter. I would be, uh, I would be super irritated because it would diminish the value of my degree. My university doesn't do this great. They don't toy around with this at all. So do what you want with this. But her testimony at Congress was awful. Now I want to get into her letter. She wrote a letter at, uh, at her resignation. This is published on harvard.edu uh, as, as her resignation. And so what I'm going to do, for those of you who are watching, I am straight up going to show it to you. Uh, it, is, it, it, it is 
both good and not so good. Okay, so she starts off that, you know, hey, I'm stepping down and blah, blah, blah. Uh, after a consultation with members of, of the corporation, it has become clear that it is in the best interest of Harvard for me to resign. In other words, she's saying, I'm reluctantly doing this. I don't want to do this, which I get. Look, you're, you're the president of Harvard University. That's a prestigious job. She was there for six and a half months. That's not a very long tenure. But then she goes on and she says, uh, it is an honor to be a member of the university because she's staying at the university. She's not leaving the university. She's changing positions, which, which is good. Uh, is it, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe depending on what the position is that she is going to, uh, maybe she's perfectly suitable for that position. I don't know. Is she perfectly suitable for maintaining the pay? I would say, hell no. And will they do that? It's Harvard. Chances are they're gonna they're gonna be like, okay, Claudine Gay, you you know we're gonna just move you into this position. We'll keep you at the same salary for now, and we'll reevaluate that in a couple of years or something like that because they really like her, which is fine. Like her, I'm okay with liking her, but she sucked at that job. And if you're not doing that job, you should get pay commensurate with the job that you're doing. If I suck at my job then I get paid less. If you suck at your job, you get paid less. And that's okay. But what's going to happen to her? I'm going I'm to be honest. It's, it's not likely that she's going to get paid less. Okay, goes on. Amidst all of this, I'm, I'm quoting her now. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate into upholding scholarly rigor. Frankly, she did those things terribly. So I get that there's doubt, but why is she frustrated with it? Two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am. Look, if those are bedrock values to who you are, Claudine Gay, well, frankly, you should have done better. You should have made it known that those were commitments that you were absolutely 100% behind and anybody who wasn't behind it, frankly, they don't belong with you at Harvard. But you didn't do that. She didn't do that, folks. And then she goes on and frightening to be subjected in, to, to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. Okay, true. Uh, do not, please, do not attack and threaten people uh, like this. Don't don't do it. It's first of all, it's a waste of your time, and second, it's it's putting the light on you if you're doing that. I have no hate for her. Does she suck at her job? Absolutely. Should she have been removed? Absolutely. Do I you know, do I question Harvard's ability to do what Harvard needs to do? Absolutely. Will I look at a Harvard degree differently from now until the end of my life? Probably unless they make some major adjustments. I won't respect Harvard degrees like I did a year ago, five years ago. I won't. I will look at a, a person from Harvard. And I'll be like, mm, you might not want to brag about that. Your university kind of sucks. And that changes stuff. But to hate and uh, you know have, send out personal attacks, not cool with that. I don't think that's cool. Is it about race? Uh, the attacks and the threats might have been. 
I don't know. I don't know what she's speaking to there. But if they are, they're wrong. Because what did I tell you? I'm coming in here to tell you how this is a win for racial equity. Then she goes on, you know, and, and you can read it for those of you who are following along. When I became the president, I considered myself particularly blessed and so on. Um, you, know, you know, to all of you, please know that those doors remain open and Harvard will be stronger and better because they do. Okay, that's cool. She's trying to say, I'm a Harvard person. I'm a Harvard person. You know, she's, she's doing the right thing there for Harvard. As we welcome the new year and a new semester, I hope we can all look forward to brighter days. Sad as I am to be sending this message, my hopes of Harvard remain undimmed when my brief presidency is remembered. This is interesting. I hope it will be seen as a moment of reawakening to the importance of striving to find our common humanity. And to be honest, I think she might be onto something there. I think that she could be right. This could be a reawakening. Here's why. The racial implications. She sucked at her job. And clearly, as you saw in the video, if you were watching, she is a black woman. Not saying anything earth shattering so far. But when a black woman can be held to a standard regardless of her race, just like should happen with an Asian woman or an Asian man, a white woman or a white man or whatever, a Hispanic woman or a Hispanic man, when they can be held to a standard of conduct in a position that doesn't look at their race first and says, you did not meet the expectations of this particular job. And I'm sorry, but that means you need another job. And we like you, so we'll put you in a different job here. That's fine. I'm okay with people doing that. Or, I'm sorry, but you got to go. I'm okay with people doing that. But at the end of the day, she was held to a reasonable standard of conduct. Why do I say that? Because she was inconsistent in her application of the rules. She was plagiarizing. And her testimony at Congress, which really only happens to the elites, so that, you know, that there's, it's easy to make mistakes there. I'm not saying that she made good mistakes there, but it's like, it's pretty easy because not everybody has to go to Congress. That's a tough position to be in. But when you put those three things into account, frankly, she sucked at her job and the right thing was for her to not be there. The U University of Pennsylvania was there where they got to that conclusion much quicker. So frankly, I have more trust in the University of Pennsylvania, regardless of how they got there. They got there faster. And you know who hasn't gotten there? MIT has not gotten there. And that testimony at Congress was pretty crappy. And they inconsistently applied some rules. So that probably needs to be considered as well. With all that said, I truly believe this is a win for racial equity because right now we have people making decisions, finally making decisions, not based on race, race at all, but based on a skill set for a job. Thank goodness this is happening. I am proud that this is starting to occur. 
It's telling me there's hope that we can move beyond where we are to a better tomorrow where whether you're black or white or brown or whatever race or ethnicity or culture you come from, you can be respected in the same way as all the other races, ethnicities, cultures. That's a wonderful thing, folks. I appreciate you coming and listening to me. I hope this was helpful. I tried to paint it as clearly as I could. Thank you so much. Please, again, like, subscribe, all those things. It does help us. And have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.